0: Hey, good evening. Welcome to the Chris and Nina podcast. I'm Chris.
1: I'm Nina. Good evening. And happy
2: new year. Happy new year. year.
1: We have Ron with us today. Hi, Ron.
2: How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming.
1: Ron, uh, please introduce yourself.
2: Uh, My name is Ron Austin. I've been a mortgage banker, uh, mortgage broker and real estate consultant for the past uh, 28 years. Um, I came from a background of corporate America. I ran uh, large corporations uh, JP Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and uh, to name a few others, and decided to get out of that business to pursue more of an independent career because, as many people know, we'll talk about some of this later, getting a loan from a bank is uh, not always a one-size-fits-all situation, so I decided to open up the doorways using my knowledge and expertise to help many more people, uh, predominantly more people who are in wow, the self-employed. Self-employed borrowers, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of pain when your documents don't look like what they're supposed to look like to the bank. And, you know, they kind of turn you away. So I became an expert in that field and uh, developed that business. Uh, But we'll talk about that later. So that's kind of what I've been up to the last uh, 15 or 20 years. Um, Okay. okay. I was about to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what have you been up to for the last three months? How was your holiday season? Uh, You know what? Thank God uh, there's a place in this world called Miami. (laughs) It's not too far. And you know what? Uh, Miami's come a long way. I'm very happy with the uh, developments there, Uh, the people, the lifestyle, the culture. It's not, you know, grandma and grandpa's Miami from 30 years ago where just old people, you know, retiring. Today, Miami is hot and, you know, everybody's hustling. There's a lot of young blood there, a lot of like Manhattanite. Esque people, mm-hmm. you know, downtown is thriving, the restaurant scene is amazing, the nightlife is great and, and just, if you just want to hang out, you know, just a cool place that I think there's a little something for everyone in Miami and having that New York Miami connection, connection. is kind of mm-hmm. nice, so that's what I was doing and just what, had a great weather.
0: What were you doing, Nina?
1: I you was, in Miami too? Uh, I was not in Miami. <laughs> I uh, was in Miami early December, but Yeah, everyone in Miami, Miami, Florida, and all that. I I understand. I love it. Also, great weather, energy, lifestyle, the quality of life. They say fine, but hello, we're in New York. We're in one of the best cities in the world. What makes
0: it one of the best?
1: You know what? One of the things that I learned in the past week, you know, that JFK is the busiest airport airport in the world. This was something new that I've learned and I was in shock (laughs) and it makes it it has both upside and downside. Of course, it's the busiest. So it may be having the most. Um, delays and okay, fine. But New York, hello, you guys. This is New York. So, so I don't
2: want to get started on JFK right now because <laughs> you know if you travel in the world, and I'm talking anywhere in the world, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You're talking Portugal, you're talking Great Britain, you're talking Paris, mm-hmm. Spain, Madrid, even the smallest, tiniest airport somewhere in Europe, and it's like wow, this is like a five star shopping center mall. And you come to JFK, I mean, if it's your first time and you landing in you Terminal 4, I, I got to tell you, you want to just throw up. Like, no, the no, best no. thing there is Dunkin' Donuts.
1: I'm going to keep fighting. <laughs> okay, right. You have Dunkin' Donuts. But, hi, this is, again, New York. Okay, so the airport. We'll look at it from the big screen. You have the city. You have Manhattan. You have Long Island, Brooklyn, the five uh, boroughs. I mean, it's just so much to do. Um, it's fun to be busy with the city stuff it's not so much suburban it's it's really keeping you busy in all aspects for all ages I understand the weather is not so great all the time but I don't know I just feel like New York is New York and everything else is just temporary
2: I I can't disagree with New York as a whole but they gotta they gotta get that airport going you know I I, there is is LaGuardia LaGuardia is looking really good looking real good Yeah. yeah that's how we need to look I'll take JFK
1: for it fine to be not so pleasant and pretty but New York as I said is the city of ours and I wouldn't replace it for anything maybe later in the years down the line I'm talking 70s 80s when I reach that I'm talking you know so
0: so let me get this straight so you rather (laughs) be in New York than Miami
1: absolutely I have look till today I have the option of, of moving Thankfully. Thank God. Right. I am. My no, 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 I'm no, no, no. I
0: don't mean move. I mean, yeah. like on vacation, you rather just stay in New York.
1: I Cause mean, I wouldn't want to
0: live in Miami, look, but I would vacation, like to visit Miami.
1: So look, so you have a trip and you have vacation. If you go on a trip, that means you go with your whole family and you have to
0: Yeah, you don't take plan the family and
1: take, so that's a trip vacation. <laughs> probably not Miami. I mean, vacation for me is really, you know, outside of, Outside, outside, like overseas. Um, you go like home, Punta Cana, you know. But
2: oh, okay, <laughs> we're getting fancy now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's to go got you gotta go Punta Cana. No, you know, it's fancy. We had had sounds exotic.
1: You can go, and it's only a three and a half hour flight to Punta Cana, so That's it's not true. that far.
2: I'd rather go to Ibiza.
1: But it be as far. Exactly. You know, it like, like, That's another.
2: That's a next level of party. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Listen, to each his own, right? Some people exactly. want to lay down on the <laughs> beach and not be bothered. <laughs> I'd yeah. rather be on a yacht. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you, and me both. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
1: And how about
0: yourself? How was? Your oh, life? I um, hung out with the kids. I DJed a couple of events. I do a little DJing, so some house parties. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. No, DJing you no. yourself. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Invite me to an event, throw some now tunes on. Yeah, just, had, you know, had a ball, you know, did a little kids pop, kids bop DJ thing for the kids. And good then, to know. And I did something for the adults. Uh, a friend of mine had a dessert party with all these exotic desserts. So I oh, gained, the pajama
1: like, party. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. That was, <laughs> yep, exactly. You remember, yeah. Having
1: fun. Um, okay, but look, it's also the holiday season where people make things happen in terms of moving and changes good changes and a lot of people want to start the new year in their new homes so it's been so busy in just the past two days we only closed 2022 right right right? we were still working on deals from then i'm sure you were too
2: yeah trying to close out the year strong but you gotta you couldn't close everybody in 2020 yeah it was 2020 like uh,
1: some dry closings do you have some dry closings where you had to like Do dry dry closing is when you really close on paper and everything gets transferred, but the money, so the money part (laughs) isn't being uh, done yet. Did you have any dry closings?
2: Uh, My last deal was thank God twelve twenty nine, and after that I wasn't trying to push a thirty thirty one on anybody. Listen, the weekend because we had Christmas and New Year came on the weekend this year, right? Right? Right. So if you if you're a smart person, you kind of know. Okay, Friday, no one's working. So, I think the 29th was Thursday. Yeah. I wanted to be done by Thursday, and I wanted to just take Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday off because Mm -hmm. it was a rolling holiday. Just take that time, you know?
1: The workaholics of ours.
2: uh, I know, this one. office and myself,
1: we were working until what, an hour before sunset? Mm. I mean, again, and we had the closing super last minute. People wanted to make the move, to make the change, and get it done. And we did it. We really, really, really worked hard and ensured that everyone gets on point and the transaction is completed. But thankfully, we're good. Um, And go ahead. I don't know.
0: There's nothing better than closing. I don't care what holiday it is. I want to (laughs) close. There's no vacation if you ain't closing. The abc rule right yeah exactly yes. always be closing yes right. indeed because
1: after all what are you here for i mean during the, your younger years you want to do as much as you can so you can enjoy it later in
0: mm-hmm. miami exactly right. and when you when you get the ding those transfers go to your bank account oh it's so sweet Yes. Right.
2: And new york is where to make it i think Miami is a, a much it. more fun place to spend it, yeah. Definitely. But
1: you know what, real estate in Miami is yes. booming still. It's, People yes. say that it's slowing down, not in my opinion. The, what I hear and see working with banks and clients, it's still up and around. And
2: uh, Listen, I could speak up. to it. I could tell you that we had a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we'll ever replicate this phenomenon ever again. Because what happened with COVID, if I would have told you guys, hey, Let's. We were sitting having some dinner in 2019 in a restaurant. I was said, guys, I just had this vision that whatever you buy right now in Miami in 19 for $400,000, in a year and a half from now, we're going to have a worst pandemic we've ever seen for 90 years, and your real estate's going to double. Mm-hmm. You'd probably tell me that I'm crazy. Yep. Oh, and to put a cherry on top, the rates are going to go down to sub 3% yeah. on mm-hmm. all the loans. You would think, wow, this guy is really like, delusional. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a crazy thing to say. And look here, indeed, it it happened. So now I think what's going on is that there is a correction. Now, correction is not that the prices are, you know, going down or going, you know, tanking. It's just a correction. In other words, there was too much activity and people were too busy, too busy overbuying and overbuying. And there was not enough inventory, I guess, to suffice in that market. And Now we're having that little bit of a correction. And I think everything will level off in the next month or so. And that's how real estate has
0: been for decades. It's like a roller coaster ride.
2: It's yeah. up and down, and
0: up and down. It
2: never stays on a plane.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it always just and you just have to learn to work the different markets.
2: That's exactly it. Yeah. The, the, listen, as the real estate market kind of went, it, it swung because if you look at Florida historically, let's just even say from 2010 till 2000. And 18, there was zero appreciation on real estate. Mm-hmm. Like you bought something in 10, thought you're going to flip it in five years. You, you made no money. No yeah. Money. You might've even lost money. Yeah. And all of a sudden all that appreciation came from like 19 people who held on to their stuff into 2020. They just saw, you know, tremendous 150, 200% gains on the money. Yep. And it was unexpected if I say that, because if we, we, if everyone knew that, if I could predict that two years prior to that, I mean, mm-hmm. You know, we would have done things
0: differently. You know what people were doing in Florida, maybe not Miami, but in Florida overall, a lot of people were buying for overseas on the internet. Yes. They were buying houses left and right at great prices on the internet from
2: Europe. And these were investment purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that market. And then... That's, I think, what fueled the new development. Mm -hmm. So all these new buildings that were built on the... I'll call it the... North Miami Beach skyline, yeah. which is the the you know Collins Avenue, you know all these skyscrapers, uh, you know the Trumps wow. buildings, the Porsche so buildings, the Turnberries. I mean, these are fantastic. The Aqualina buildings, these Aqualina are like as well. spectacular, right? Like you can't even put a uh, you can't even explain it. You have to go there. Yeah, and it's luxury beyond luxury at the highest levels possible. Mm-hmm. They were just marketing to Europe and South America because oh. two things: those people needed to invest. Yep. At the time, Europe was in, in a bad shape and the euro was very strong against the dollar. Yeah. So, what cost me a million dollars cost them 800 because their euro is stronger than my dollar. Right. So, that's what drove that. If you look at the euro and the dollar today, it's even. we're kind of on par. I, I could go now to Paris and get myself a very good deal because now my dollar is stronger or as par on par with that euro. So, the market kind of shifted a little bit because yeah. now you don't really see that big rush from south america or from europe to go and like go crazy and invest in miami unless they need it for themselves right it wasn't that like brand new construction development the developer is maybe even a south american developer and he goes to brazil and he pitches it to his marketing campaign in brazil to all the billionaire and billionaires there and they just hey, take a few million dollars and let's get it done Wow. Yeah, is the right.
0: um so the market jumping is it a good time to buy and sell?
2: Now uh, you want me to answer that now? Sure. sure. Uh, I'll say this, <laughs> right? Here's here's these are not words that come from simple people. These are words that come from real estate magnates. These are mm-hmm. the guys who are like titans in the industry. Yeah. No one that I know in the real estate industry that is, you know, let's say they own 20, 30, 40 properties ever bought the real estate Because of where the rates were, so if you take today and you compare it to let's time cycle back exactly one year from today, one year ago, I can you can buy a house. Let's just say that the ask price is seven hundred thousand, and you want to say, oh, let's take the family and go to the open house and show up, and there's fifty people there, and by the end of the day, your real estate broker says, I can't give anyone. contract yet i have to field all the different offers and see who's offering what and in the end is okay the phones are still ringing what happened with my offer i submitted yesterday well we have an offer for ten thousand more than you offered well i'll offer 10 more than that guy and i'll offer 10 more than that it's a cycle of someone asks for a piece of property seven hundred thousand dollars and he ends up getting 785 because there's 50 people that are bidding against each other now what Mm -hmm. caused that to happen inventory inventory inventory, was easy access to funds and the rates were very low so anyone looking at a payment it was kind of well i can afford that so what's the difference on three percent money from a 700 or a 785 it's an extra you know uh 240 a month but if you were selling that house right you're eating good yes you're 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 getting the best offer ever ever in that kind of market Correct. From a seller's market, yes. if you sold last year, you did good. Right. If you bought last year, now you gotta ask yourself, was I better off buying last year at seven eighty five on a house that really was worth seven? But mm-hmm. I have a three percent rate on my mortgage, so my payments are nice and low, or was I better off to wait till now right. and the rates are in- at six percent and there's more
0: inventory. Uh,
2: the inventory is still a little light. Yeah. That's why the well, prices still, are holding well, up. Still, yeah. right? I thought it was moving up. If the inventory was... But
1: do explain to us, please. Yes, that's a very good example. So I know we're jumping right into business and we're not even <laughs> in the second half.
2: <laughs> but so, do
1: explain to us back to that one year ago, at 3% rate Right. 700000 right. Okay, let's stick to the $700,000. Right. is it different than today's market at a little bit of a higher price with a higher rate? or in relative to the price difference of that um bidding war right so yeah. tell us what's the difference between buying a year ago to buying today
2: so it's a very simple calculation you take i bought a year ago for 785 at three percent right i basically have 85,000 in equity that i lost mm-hmm. in that one year because today if i tried to sell that same house because i got a big job offer and i moved to miami i'm taking a beating on the yes. house So eighty five thousand
1: because the prices went down a little bit because of the rates. Correct. Go on.
2: So now the same guys that were able to buy my house one year ago because the rates were three, those guys disappeared because now the rates are six and a half, Mm. and those people no longer qualify to buy a house for seven hundred. They've moved down to the four five six hundred bucket because that's what they can afford at a six and a half percent rate, where they could have afforded a better house at a you know at a three percent rate. Right. So what happens is now, have that open house. Who's showing up? Two, three, four people if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And they're not competing. So now you're asking for 700 for the house. Someone might just offer you 650 And you might just take it because you only got one or two offers. So the difference is where I had a piece of property. I put it out there. A lot of buyers. A lot of offers. A lot of pre-approvals. The money was mm-hmm. cheap. And when the money is cheap, people are driven not to look at the payments as much as they should, and they forget that equity is important, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I bought that house today, right, and I was getting it at a higher rate, I could always refinance next year when the rates go down again. Yeah, But I have 100,000 in equity, or at 85,000 we talk about in equity, it's in my pocket.
0: So Christy Brown says, when the interest rates were low, it allowed people to buy more houses. I'll take it.
1: (laughs) Yes. So you, your money is almost for free,
0: Correct. all right? You're yeah.
1: borrowing money with putting very little down at your choice, of course, and then you're able to purchase more. But then your first home, that could be your FHA, and then every house thereafter could be your investment property. You could buy with other co-borrowers. You could buy with investors. Um, even to just park your money, yeah. you're better off buying, 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 and then it goes up in value, your payments eventually goes down and you owe less on your mortgage. And this is how you gain more. Absolutely buying more. Even today,
0: mm-hmm. you should
1: always buy. You should always buy when the rates are high as well. Because take that example of the two for one buy down option. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you call it? Two for one buy the down. step
2: down. You're know, three two one. Yeah.
1: So yeah. you're still given the opportunity to purchase it with a relatively low rate in the first two years. And then the third year, and then for the life of the loan, you get that normal five-ish rates. Mm. And that gives you that two, two and a half years of opportunity to refinance eventually back to your uh, low rate. To, to
2: answer the question that you was asking, if it's a long-term play, yeah, even if you overpaid for the house $50,000 net, right. but right. you kept the house for 15 years at a 3% rate, net, net, you did better. Yeah. Yeah. But if short-term, you bought that house, and three years later you decided you wanted to sell it, you, you may have paid too much. Yeah. So you'll kind of try to balance it with the low rate and the low payments. But, you know, it, it's all a question of long-term, short-term, and, you know, overall. So today's market, I think that it's a buyer market mm-hmm. versus a seller market. Yeah. Today right. the buyer has the advantage. If yes. you come and you get pre-approved by me and I give you that certificate, you're walking in like... You know, I called Walking King. Superman, I, right? call yeah. them walking king <laughs> I got a pre-approval. I'm going to get approved, but I'm not paying 750. I want to give you 700. Exactly. Do you want it or not? Exactly. I agree
1: with you, but I don't agree with you.
2: Why don't you agree?
1: Because I still feel like it's a seller's market because there aren't many available. That's
2: the kicker. The kicker so is we're still the inventory is light.
1: We're we're balanced at some point between the buyer and seller's market. Um, a lot of fake news out there.
0: Yeah, that's why I thought. It was fake more, news yeah. telling
1: people, oh, it's a high rate. Oh, don't buy right. it and why not? Right. Every buyer that comes to my hands, I make them think otherwise and I prove them wrong because of that fake news. People right. talk to each other and they just convince each other that it's not the right time I'm saying, to you're, buy.
2: You're the realtor here, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of inventory. Nope. right? So if you want to buy a house because you need to buy a house, you will buy a house. Yeah. It's just a question yeah. of, are you going to find what you need? Yeah. And if you do, you're going you're to buy it. Yeah. And, and there's not like, you know, 15 years ago, you want to look at a house. I'm just saying an example in uh, downtown Brooklyn. There's a hundred to look at. Go find a house in downtown Brooklyn today. There's 12. Right. right. And when there's only 12 houses to look at, and you want to buy one of those. You're going to have to compete. Yeah. Speaking of which, can you tell the people where we are today?
1: Yes. I was going to wait until <laughs> after the <to> break. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay,
1: um different markets, different rates, opportunities, and you know what? We are in a different um borough. It's not it's not one of the five boroughs, but you know what? Back to that, I didn't know that um Long Island used to be a part of the Brooklyn borough. Did you hear about that? Uh,
2: that's oh, news yeah. to me. No, yeah. I did not know that. Um, I
1: would have yeah. Queens? No, no. I know. Um, mm. I think also specifically the Five Towns area.
2: Well, we're butting against butting, Queens pretty close. Yeah, that's right? yes, what I would yes, say. Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, okay, so yeah, so we're um, outside of Brooklyn. I know we're normally filming this in, in uh, Brooklyn in the office. Yeah, uh, we're in the Five Towns. We're in Hewlett Harbor, part of Long Island. Um, we are in one of our listings, a beautiful mansion over by Harbor Road. We're going to put up um, some more information on our Instagram. Uh, we're going to share it both by uh, the Fivoro Instagram and the Christianina Real Estate Podcast. Uh, we chose to do it here because this is actually pretty much done, finally, and yes. ready to be
0: sold. advertised, yeah.
1: sold. We already have um, a few people looking to some offers um it's been on the market before it was finished to give an opportunity again because because you could get no inventory yeah and you
0: would have got a great price
1: yes yeah. so now it's finally done and we chose to have it here um
2: spectacular home by the way I, Thank I, you. I enjoy Thanks. i i, feel I didn't like build
1: it but i'm selling
2: it, <laughs> if you're into mediterranean style and you like the little moroccan touch definitely yeah. Moroccan. Yeah, definitely. Yes.
1: Beautiful. Yes. I'm yeah. happy that you picked it up because a lot of people come in and ask, you know, where are the blue tiles, the white, the lights, the gold, the cream? It all just comes together beautifully put together by a really good um, outsider uh, contractor that's been building here for quite some time. Um, Is yeah. this a new
0: construction?
1: Yeah, so this is a new construction from ground up. We're looking at um, a little over 8,000 square feet of um, living space sitting in, sitting on a 10,000 square foot lot. Um, and, yeah, we're going to give out all this information. Don't forget,
2: don't forget on the water. Yeah. Yes, on the water. Uh, you have bulkhead. Surrounded by
0: other mansions as well. There's some beautiful homes
2: yeah. all around us right now.
1: Yeah and uh yeah do you know this body of water this is the bay
2: this is the channel channel yeah, yeah this a- you 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 have access here you're basically across from the uh, golf club
1: mm-hmm.
2: so you don't have a lot of uh, neighbor noise and it's yeah. really no beautiful through
1: traffic no through traffic
2: correct right. and basically you have a couple of smaller bridges here on channel yeah that mm-hmm. you'll you're not going to be able to park a 80 foot yacht back here but you yeah. definitely can put a nice Thirty-two to thirty-six. Yeah, you know, pleasure mm-hmm. cruiser boat. It's um, like an
1: end, uh, like a dead end for the for the water park. It's here. a
2: cul-de-sac for cul-de-sac. boats. Right. Right. Yes, yes, perfect. Um, what kind of fish? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you yeah. want to eat. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no? I don't know. Just, <laughs> no. Yeah, you don't want to go swimming out there. No, Why? Wow, <laughs> it's
0: actually pretty
1: beautiful during the day. I have a nice video. I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it um, in, well, if not later this week, it's going to be next week. But, yeah, um, we have reached our first half of the show, and we're going to take a small break, okay? And um, after that, we're going to talk some specifics about our banking options and the real estate choices and what you should do once you decide to go for a purchase of your home.
0: And if you have any questions about what kind of mortgage or what, what uh, about qualifying for a mortgage, please feel free and ask.
1: Yeah, you can also call in. So we're going to see you in just
0: a few. Let's take a break. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A, Member FDSC. All right. Okay, so. Hey, what's up you guys? It's your girl Chrissy here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Even Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> get to it.
2: Now, here are our sponsors.
1: Well, hi. Oh, we're hey. Back. Yeah, we are back and super excited to continue. We actually took a very long break. We haven't been here in almost a month.
0: Right. right yeah? Right. Yeah, you were doing shows with other agents without me.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. We to, well, it also was my Oops. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was my um, my birthday. We weren't here. Some of us were away. Oh yeah, it was no, a holiday.
2: Fine and you day. got it. Yeah.
1: We're getting some things coming um, into the place. Sorry. That um, way. Yeah. So uh, planning to purchase a house. By the way, you have um, uh, a number on the bottom of the screen. Feel free. Um, sometimes people call in and ask their questions. So you have that call in number totally. We're here to answer all your questions. I know some of you guys always um, private message us and asking us to speak about specific things. Not always. We remember to um, put it together and call on it. But here we are today in case you want to connect. So I want to learn today, what would be a good time? What would be a preferred bank? Is it true that some banks that we go to directly um, just try to shove us one product rather than compare Mm -hmm. it with other banks? I want to know, how do I know who to trust when I go to my mortgage banker? What do I need to look for? What do I need to
2: ask? So, I'm going to speak from wearing different hats. So let me speak from the corporate hat. So when I ran Chase Bank for better of 11 years at the highest levels we had a one-size-fits-all kind of mentality you would come into the bank you would sit down you'd have a consultation and it would be a, a documentation loan type of either a conventional loan or an FHA loan both mm-hmm. which would require you to come to the bank and bring your tax returns your bank statements your w-2s your pay stubs and everything really had to be in order a hundred percent then we would see that you brought those documentations while you're sitting check your credit if your credit's good we move to the next phase if your credit is bad it could be a, a hard stop gotcha because that
1: also goes for investment property Oh
2: uh, even worse okay even worse mm-hmm. so we're so talking we FHA,
1: now conventional investment property correct. So,
0: correct. so let's say someone has a few hundred thousand in the bank correct but their credit is not that great
2: big problem So, you know, you may be pushed into a program. Now the problem with the bigger institutions is that, and they probably don't like that I'm saying this, but they have a comfort zone. They like to lend money to people that don't need the money Mm. or they like to lend money to people that are easy. Easy meaning you have a regular easy job, you get paid every two weeks, you work for UPS, you work for FedEx, you work for the school, you work as a policeman, you work in the government, everything is black and white and simple. The second that- Easy. Correct. The second that you have some component of your tax return, which is self-employed, and you might be a Schedule C person, for those of you who know what that means, or a Schedule E person, where you might own several other pieces of real estate, Mm -hmm. you're in big trouble. You're in big trouble if you're sitting in front of a Chase guy or a Wells guy or a Citibank guy. And they could say all they want. No, that's not true. We lend to the everyone. Yeah, but it is true. You kinda, your underwriters kind of pick those people apart. Gotcha. And if you didn't show income and if he didn't show the rental and if he showed a loss one year and you didn't show it the next year, that file is going to be a jambalaya of, of, mm-hmm. of craziness. And your likelihood of getting a declination on that loan after you're waiting a month... For an approval, you know, it may it may be disappointing.
0: Yes, yeah, someone said they like to hide these programs that can help us middle class.
1: That want to, that buy, want a to buy a
2: house. You know what? I'm not going to speak. Uh, I haven't been in the corporate world for many years now. And the reason is you're right. Um, if you're listening, go and Google Wells Fargo mortgage. See what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. Wells Fargo's in a lot of trouble. And now all of a sudden, they're coming out of the woodwork and saying, we're going to cut correspondent lending and we're going to focus on programs that lend to minorities. Mm -hmm. Why now? That's the answer to that question. Why now? Why now? Mm -hmm. Why now? Because you got busted. You got busted that you you were discriminating against too many people all these years and you didn't lend to specific areas, pockets, people, profiles, whatever you want to do, and now you got caught. Mm. And now all of a sudden, you're putting out this initiative. So the way I look at it is this. No one ever came to me because I worked at Chase or Wells Fargo or Citibank or wherever. They came to me because I have a reputation. Reputation is you have to be honest. You have to be upfront with people. And you have to listen to your client, which is the most valuable thing, Mm -hmm. and understand what his needs are. So like you said before, the guy has Mm $200,000. The guy has a 401k. The guy had a little bump in his credit. His credit's only 615 right now guess Mm -hmm. what i will put you in a program that will get you a loan approval with a 615 credit and i'm going to put you in a program that is still going to get you the best rate because i know about all the different various programs whereas Mm -hmm. these fellows who's sitting in these banks again because of how they're trained because of how they are programmed they put you they try to shove everyone in the same box right and if you don't fit into the box a month or two later, you'll find out the hard way that now you have to start the process all over again. But mm-hmm. you just laid out an appraisal fee and an application fee, and you wasted time. And that now is you're so
1: disgusting. It is, it is very
2: disgusting. It's, it's unfortunate. Yes, it yes. is unfortunate. So
1: this is why I'm asking what I was asking because all these buyers that show up to our open houses, to our viewings, it's very disappointing to see that they were driven into specific loan specific product where mm-hmm. they feel like they had no other choice yeah. and then someone that I met just a small example said I'm not even all in for buying a house my, my wife wants to buy a house but dude I'm not going to be paying 7% rate when I, I'm getting out of a rental to buy a small little one family house Right. and I was devastated for them I said dude you do not have to do that and it took me a little bit of convincing to a point that it almost sounded like I was making money off of that. And I'm mm-hmm. not making money off of that mortgages because I could care less who they go with. But being a homeowner mm-hmm. and knowing that purchasing a home should be a a, a, good, something, a, a good move, not, a, mm-hmm. not just something by no choice because you have to move. It just makes me so annoyed. Um, and the hard inquiries lower your credit and, score right. as well. And also, you know what a lot of people don't know? That they don't that they could go to more than one mortgage banker to get they don't
2: shop around
1: because of the more no, they don't want their credit rent.
2: It's the funniest Mm -hmm. thing, you're gonna think I'm crazy when people call me and I say, Well, have you spoken to anyone else? And they tell me, No, I haven't. And I say, Well, you should. Yeah. Because I want you to see how good my rate is, and I want you to compare my fees, and I want you to compare. And a lot of people don't, because again, when you come in, my book of business is referral based. Mm-hmm. so these are people that know me i've called their brother their sister their mother their aunt their boss oh, yeah. their, you know these are all referral this so is the cool. re- when you get a referral from your boss who's the owner of your company that has 500 employees oh you need a mortgage you have to go to this oh, guy so nice. then Bye. you're going to kind of take that elder so statesman's cool. advice right mm-hmm. when your realtor tells you listen i know mortgage companies tell me about yourself and you if you have a relationship with your realtor and you guys are talking and you you know what do you do for a living and Obviously, you're not going to get as intimate with your realtor as you are going to get with me because these are your personal finances that you're going to share them with me and I'm going to qualify you the real way it's supposed to be done. And by the way, banks don't qualify like they should. That's another dirty secret. Mm. You walk into the bank. Hi, I want to buy a house. Okay, let me check your credit. Wow. Check your credit. 725 credit score. Here's your pre-approval letter. Go get the house. You didn't look at a bank statement. You didn't look at nope. the tax return. You didn't look at the W-2s. You didn't ask how long you're on the job. You didn't ask what did you do before that job. You didn't ask are you divorced? Do you have any alimony payments? Do you have a file bankruptcy? A million and one questions that you must ask because all of those things are disqualifiers. They but do you're, that pre, when but they you're go, pre-approved. Yep, and then you spend all this money
0: to do an engineer report on the house and all these things before you put in an offer and then you get the offer accepted then the banks start to yes. dig
2: in and go. That's and why we realtors call the up
1: bankers all day long
0: to brief, to, to this, verify.
2: That's the curse of the, the, the big bank that yeah. they, and
0: then when you don't qualify, you spent about $4,000 or you spent a certain amount of money that's just down the drain. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but well that's a shame, right? Yep. Yeah. That's a shame. But yep. listen, when I ran the bigger operations, you know, I kind of, changed it. You know, my team was 44 guys uh, working on the team and I had a diversified group of team of loan officers. You know, we spoke Spanish, we spoke Mandarin, we spoke uh, spoke Korean. Yeah, we had a team. I mean, we spoke Bangladesh, Indy, you name it. I had a guy in my team that can handle your deal. Mm -hmm. We did conventional loans, FHA loans, first time home buyer. We did uh, promotions with Sony May, which would give all these discounts to people back in the day. Remember those? Yep. Right. We did basically that whole project in Far Rockaway, the, uh, uh, what was it, Margate yeah. by the Sea project? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a fantastic, that was like seven, 800 affordable housing units mm-hmm. that we headed up to lend in those buildings for affordable housing people, and you had to have like a median income to qualify. Those are very complicated programs, so you can't just qualify. You have to like make a certain amount of money, money. and not more. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I remember heading up a project in Harlem in the, the Duke Ellington building yeah, and yeah. it was a co-op and it was, if you were an affordable housing person you would get an incredible rate because the bank would subsidize it because you're buying in that area. So this goes back to the questions of do you want to deal with some kid that came out of college was thrown into a mortgage 101 class took a test right, and passed it and now he doesn't know anything or do you want to deal with someone who basically, once they understand your specific need, can put you into the best program that benefits you the most when you getting the most bang for your buck. Because it's not all about who has the best rate. Right. Because the rate, you, I, I could tell you, I could get you a 3% rate for a program you don't qualify for. So, question. Um, is it hard to get a mortgage today
0: compared to yesterday?
2: I'm going to answer that question, and I'm going to say yes and no. Yes, it is harder because the... The state of the economy today, banks are nervous, right? The economy is not good today. That's what we hear on the news. I don't particularly believe it, but I see the economy is okay. Yes, there's a lot of inflation. Mm -hmm. I went to Trader Joe's yesterday. A dozen eggs for four ninety nine. I almost oh, fell on the floor.
1: That's that's cheap. I,
2: I don't go shopping. Wait, four ninety nine. Four ninety nine for eggs. No, maybe eight ninety nine for
1: eggs. Yeah,
2: for eggs. That, a dozen. Listen,
0: I got a couple of hens at home, so let me know. I, I <laughs> I'm ready got... to come over. They had
1: a they had a, a commercial. You buy a home, you get a free dozen
2: of eggs. Exactly. You buy a home, you get a hen. So so yeah. to get it's back cool. to the so that question is, is it hard to get a mortgage or is it easy to get a mortgage? Mm-hmm. It's harder to get a conventional loan because now they're really looking. Oh, there's, yeah? There's no exceptions. Mm. It's you, your, your whole information gets put into a system. We run it through what's called a, a you know, IA, artificial intelligence, right. AI, and this you know, crazy algorithms. Mm-hmm. Approved. Once you're approved, the algorithm approved you and the documentation matches up. You're set. Gotcha. But that's a regular vanilla guy. So where I come in and answer that question is, let's say you're not that guy. Mm -hmm. let's say you're a self-employed person you own a restaurant you own a landscaping company you own a butcher shop you own a deli whatever it is that you own it's not sell. you know they're not the w2 paste of traditional borrower i have programs which this is going to sound to some of you like foreign but to some of you who've bought houses it's called the no doc Mm -hmm. it's a no documentation loan it's a loan that doesn't require tax returns W-2s or pay stubs, because most self-employed people don't have those items anyway. And how you qualify is based on, yes, now here you do have to have a very good credit rating. You should have a 700 or better, even though I could work with a 680. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rates are about 1% higher than conventional loans. But again, you're getting approved. Mm -hmm. And the only thing you really need is uh, to qualify based on good credit score, you have to have at least 20% down payment and the rest is just getting a letter from your accountant to basically verify that you are in fact the owner of the corporation and, you know, to write a letter on your behalf that he prepares your tax returns and can, you know, attest that you file. Is so that a fixed one? We can do adjustable rates. We can do fixed rates. We can with do the no doc. With the no doc. And this is the better one. I can work with primary resident. Mm -hmm. I can work with investors Mm -hmm. and I can work with second homes. So I cover all the different housing types.
0: So I was going to say, let's say you jump through the hoops. You got your first home a year or two later, or maybe even six months, you want to get your second home. Correct. Is it more
2: challenging or is it easier to get the second home than it is the first? It's going to be nearly impossible. And I'll tell you why. If you've Mm. exhausted your debt to income ratio, which means you make a hundred thousand dollars on W2. Now you bought a house and your monthly payment is $4,000 a month. You're done. You're spent. In other words, between your mortgage payment, your car payment, your real estate, your taxes, you're spent. But you you're were no spent. doc. No, no, on a full dock.
1: Oh, no. He's saying no. You were asking no, about No, just it.
2: either way. Let's start no. so with the
1: no dock. Yeah.
2: So if you come in and you bought your first house on a no dock and yeah. six months later you have more money and you want to buy a second house, yeah. no problem. Got gotcha. you.
1: Nice.
2: Third house, no problem. Wow. Fourth house, I could do twenty houses.
1: Shut up. Yes, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. In fact, a lot of
2: a lot of well, my investors, hello. a lot of my investors own like multiple a kid houses. The store, right? yeah.
1: I always say, if it's up to me. All of New York would have been mine. It's up to my yeah. husband. He always stops me, "Hey, dude, relax."
2: Ah. You can get as many mortgages as you want.
1: Wait. So, hi, no duck loan. Correct. Eight hundred credit, nothing. I would do a no duck loan, but let's say no duck loan. 800 credit, right? You don't have to show money in the bank, you don't have to show your income. Correct. Give me a normal rate that you are able to do a fixed rate today. What would you close it on? Today? Yeah.
2: Mm, no doc. What's the how much down do you want to put on 20%.
1: that?
2: 20%. 20% down. You're looking how much at what I, I want.
1: Why I have a I have
2: seven a, and three-quarters would be your rate. Wait, mm.
1: do I have a choice to not put 20%? No. Okay,
2: so you so. have a choice to put 30%.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. So more. and then I'll get you a better
2: rate. But right. I'm saying most people that are doing, look, first of all, nobody's going to even do investor property okay. on a purchase at 80%. Why? Because conventional lenders, remember, all these mortgages inevitably down the road get sold. Everybody knows that. You've right. had a mortgage, you started right. with yes. bank A, and yes. it gets sold and sold. It didn't that
0: happen that happened to you. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. So when yeah, those, yeah.
2: the reason they're able to do that is because they're securitizing those loans by some money on the Wall Street that is willing to buy that paper off of the big banks, right?
0: Right.
2: So the reason they're they're able to securitize is because you meet the criteria. And the criteria that a lot of these banks follow, even for the Mm no-doc, which is unfortunate, is the full-doc criteria. Now, the full-doc says on an investment property we only lend 75%. Mm. So you have to put 25%. There is no exception to the rule. And a lot of the no-doc portfolios have adapted to it. However... Mm -hmm. I have other portfolios that are not necessarily tied to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and conventional guidelines, and they have their own guidelines. Okay. How about about, this one? You're going to like this. If Let's say you bought that first house, but the second house, you say, you know, that's a pure investment, and I don't really know that I should have this property in my name Mm. as an individual. God forbid something happens. There's tenants there and a fire and and all these liabilities. I'll let you buy that house under an LLC.
1: Nice. No prepayment penalty?
2: No prepay penalty.
1: Meaning no prepayment penalty means when you know when we when we pay off the loan correct. earlier than for example, if it's a 30 year loan, 15 year loan, whatever it is, paid early and correct. no correct penalty. Uh,
2: well again. If it's a primary residence, yeah. there's never in New York a prepay penalty. No, okay. I'm talking
1: conventional and investment property on a no duck loan. Three years. Oh.
2: Three years and you're out. And otherwise mm. how much? Otherwise, on what? On a non-investment property? Pen- no, on an
1: investment property or conventional. No duck loan. Prepayment penalties. How much? Three years. And if not, how much do I pay if I paid before In three years?
2: Two years. Let's say so you do two. Oh, years. you would basically have to give the bank six months' worth of interest as a penalty. Oh,
0: so let's okay. just say that
2: your monthly payment is four thousand a month, and you only have two thousand of it as interest. So six months of that is let's say twelve thousand dollars. You get a slap on the wrist for paying early and then you're
1: so six months of six months interest. of interest and interest you're out. only.
2: Correct only interest.
1: Only interest. Okay. That's so your, not so bad. It's
2: not even horrible. No, not at it's all. It's not even horrible. It's just it's just you're you're satisfying a loan to the bank that you didn't really keep for that long. So they didn't really make a lot of money on it. Yeah. And so you're kind of paying them a little yeah. bit of a penalty for that.
1: Okay. okay. Wow. I learned a lot today. <laughs> Uh, did you have a question? You won't learn any You won't learn yeah, any of this that's a at no, any no, of the big no, banks. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I can oh, go all man. night. Okay, so, go on. So what are the biggest challenges that um, people are facing when they're going to get a mortgage today?
2: I think the biggest challenge people face today is if their credit profiles are not good, you'll suffer mm-hmm. because the lower your credit score mm-hmm. and there's thresholds, which I'll explain in a second, the lower your threshold the, the higher your rate mm-hmm. and how the banks tier it is there's tier a b c and d for example yeah 660 like a lease
1: on, a, on a car a, on.
2: exactly yeah. 660 <laughs> to 680 credit yeah 681 to 699 i'm
1: gonna answer your question in a second over
2: 700 to 720 720 to 740 and mm-hmm. then you have the holy grail mm-hmm. the over 760 guys because mm-hmm. if right. you have 760 or 800 it's all the same mm-hmm. but if you're 760 you're the holy grail. You have the best credit you could possibly have and you will get the best rates. Okay. So that's the biggest challenge people have. The um, credit, credit? But in
1: my opinion, I know people that in a month, max two months, will fly through the roof with the high credit score.
2: Let me tell you what the problem is. The current state of the economy. What do people do the last couple of years because of the inflation? They started to use the credit the cards. cards. And when your credit card is ten thousand dollars, that's your limit and you owe $9,000, your credit score that was 700 two months ago just went down to 675 because your overutilization. <laughs> now, imagine mm-hmm. you have five credit cards right. and all five of them are maxed out. Same, same your score same. is going to take a beating and you're going to suffer. So if you're planning on buying a house, some good advice, Yeah. take a look at your credit. Yeah. And if you take a look at your highest available limit and try not to exceed 50%. And, and also, even if you have great credit,
0: you still have to know your debt to income ratio because if they don't if you get passed and you get the qualification when they do the underwriting they're going to ask you to pay off some of that debt so that you'll be at closer to 50 percent correct and um also someone asked um does this hurt real estate agents right so
1: that's our job to help you as a realtor To ensure that you're not just jumping into something that you can't afford. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I'm not going to lie. There are realtors that are only thinking about themselves and let's just get the deal done and they wouldn't even look into your financials because honestly, we're not supposed to look into your financials or care more than selling a house. But a good realtor really wants their name to come ahead of them and ensure that you'll get future business from that person or their surrounding family or whatever. So if you see someone that's walking into a bad product of a mortgage, you should be um, smart enough to know that it's not just about this deal. And then you finish it, make your money and run. No. Um, So does it hurt realtors when they have a bad option? I mean, again, we go and we compare and we introduce People who we know in the business and no, we don't make money off of that. We simply ensure that whoever you're working with is trustworthy, knows what they're doing and ensure that this will get to the closing table in a good enough terms and for your client to be happy and fast enough for your seller to sell. Because we
0: do not want you to shell out a bunch of money to buy a home and then don't
2: qualify.
1: Yeah. When you don't pay your mortgage afterwards, that hurts that banker too, no?
2: Yes. Yes and every loan that every individual mortgage loan officer writes is Mm -hmm. tagged to their name to their you know unique identifier Mm -hmm. wow now i don't know if you want to be that guy that every loan you write is a default wow Mm -hmm. right we we had that though we went through what was it the predatory
0: lending uh what was that like 20 15 years ago
2: you're Talking about in thousand and seven, six, 2007, seven eight. yeah, six, seven, well, eight, it was a whole,
0: yeah, we could have gotten, I, we could have a whole
2: episode on, <laughs> on that. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that was the wild,
0: wild west. Yeah, wow. yeah. There was somebody with a foreign name that had like a hundred properties that he bought
2: on the same day,
0: I and said, like ah.
1: two different socials, yes, like, it was
2: just yeah, was the stories cool. are endless, yes, in that just, market, but listen, yes. it was, it was not. A consumer's fault. It's the same thing. No, no. It was yeah. like dealing with little children. If the little kid goes to the candy jar and he grabs six M&Ms and eats them and you're looking at him but you don't do anything, he runs back and grabs another six. Yep, and thanks. if you're still not looking at him, he'll grab another 20
0: mm-hmm. and another
2: 50 until what happens? He gets sick. He gets sick. And then when he gets sick because, he, you know, he, he overdosed and he couldn't handle mm-hmm. all those M&Ms. And then who's, who's there? The parents got to be there because they weren't watching. The parents in this case were the federal government. Yeah, so they weren't watching anybody. They weren't watching the banks. They weren't watching. And then in retrospect, after the crash, they yeah. came in and they over regulated the business yes. and completely killed us. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we went into a recession. recession. Yep. Yeah. So, you know. And then that's- also,
0: sometimes people want to own a home so bad. And that's why it's good for the agent to know what they can really afford. Because if you can just barely buy the house, Keeping the house is going to be, if you're spending all your money, then you own the home and you could make the mortgage payments, but that roof needs work or something unfortunate happens. You got to replace a boiler. Guess what? Where's your money? You spent all your money to get this home and then to keep it and maintain it. You don't have the money and then you, you, it's a slippery slope.
2: You touched on something important. You asked another challenge. Yeah. One of the requirements that banks have is reserves. Right, you can't close on a loan unless you have, you know, depending on the program, months. usually between three and six months of reserve. That's not money that you're going to spend at the closing table. That's money that you have to show that you still have liquidity. But yeah, explain what are reserves. Reserves are, let's just say you um, you finished your closing, you own the house now. Your yeah. bank account can't have zero in it. You need to have in your bank account if your monthly mortgage payment calculated to be. 3000 a month you need to show the bank that you have 9000 in the bank right. or 15000 in the bank they call it like the rainy day money so like the boiler broke you got to call a plumber and he's got to fix it and it costs yeah. money and if you don't if you don't have any money in the bank what's going to happen
0: so what if you instead of doing a down payment you do a seller's concession and you have that money in the bank because I, you're not because you're not
2: putting it on the down payment 100% you can do a seller Credit. You can do a seller concession. You can do a lender credit. I've mm-hmm. done many lender credits. See, I always laugh when I compete against another banker, and on on a broker level, and someone has short funds to close. I tell them, "Listen, I'll beat that guy's rate, and I'll still give you a point as a credit for closing for me." They're like, "Well, how'd you do that?" I'm I'm just manipulating the 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 rates. It's the same mm-hmm. thing as you buy a car, right? You could get five hundred dollars a month with $10,000 down, or you could pay 800 a month with no money down. down right. <laughs> so which one do you want? So as a banker, you know numbers. And if someone's coming in and you understand that they're a little tight on the cash, right. you, cannot, you can't go crazy because there are limitations, right? But I can basically price your loan in a way where you're getting a lender's credit. Because okay. I, you know, I can just give you a credit so that it helps you towards your closing costs and it's fully allowable
1: and what okay. if they have already the closing costs covered how can that credit be given to th- to them
2: you you have to apply it towards
1: oh it something. has to go towards your Correct. credit Correct. It cannot be a check
2: no yeah. no yeah you're not walking yeah. out of there with yeah. cash but yeah. you'll yeah. retain yeah. listen the the goal is that you retain more of your cash in your bank rather than having to shell it out at the closing thereby you satisfy the reserve requirement so again it's experience it's knowledge it's it's listening to your client mm-hmm. right the people give you bank statements, you're supposed to look at them. You're supposed yeah, to analyze sure. them. Right. You're supposed to actually look to see if there are like transactions that don't make sense there, large deposits, because mm-hmm. these are things that the bank is going to question. Yeah. right? Where did you get this $5,000 you deposited last Tuesday? And yeah. if the guy can't tell you where he got it from, that's an automatic yeah. yes. disqualification on red, a loan. Red
1: flag. Correct. Right. Um, With like
2: gifts, and like you have to have the gifts seasoned. and like- Not necessarily seasoned, but a, the gifts are allowed, but you can't. Get a cash gift.
1: They need to be explainable. Like, where mm. all of a sudden, what are you a drug dealer? What do you do? Where is it, this coming it, it, from? Right. Yeah, wow. I had that. Um, yeah. Before we finish, I really wanted to ask you this one other question. So we are here at a five million dollar mansion. Let's say I was ready to buy this home as a first time buyer. Okay. Okay. I know. What do a first time buyer? You never know. First-time buyer comes to a five million dollar mansion. What would you should suggest to a W two worker, good credit, um, like I said, first-time homeowner, putting as little as possible, and,
2: and what would the payments be?
1: Yeah, what would you? What type of product? So,
2: so first of all, just to answer that question, easy. That's a jumbo loan, okay. no matter what. Mm-hmm. So don't expect to hear rates. That are going to be the same as your friend who just bought a house down the road in the other neighborhood for six fifty and put twenty percent down because that's a conventional mortgage. Now we're talking jumbo, so it's kind of you're talking jumbo loan. You're going to have to come in with the better of and what's a jumbo loan? So we basically have posted limits from the federal government of what they call high cost areas and regular loans. So. Uh, I didn't memorize 2023 yet, but I'll give you like a roundabout number. for yeah, like. Yeah. I like got right. a single family home. A convention alone is right around 760 some odd thousand. Mm-hmm. And a high balance conventional, meaning you live in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, uh, Bronx, you know, the five higher boroughs. cost of five boroughs. Yes. They bumped that up to like all, close to a million dollars. On a single family, two family, three family, four family, those thresholds go up.
1: No problem. And then the jumbo
0: loan.
2: Correct. Now, once you've exceeded that threshold where you're no longer in the the conventional loan loan bracket, you're in the jumbo loan. Now, jumbo loans are funded by private pools, private banks, private people. 45 seconds going. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) jumbo loan. Jumbo loan. Great credit, 20% down. Has to be 20% down on
1: a jumbo. Or more.
2: Right. Or and more. a lot of reserve. They want twelve months' reserves. you. Okay. Gotcha.
1: And the reserves not only the mortgage rate also has to be for the uh, insurance, insurance and, and the taxes. And Correct. Okay. So uh twenty percent there. And then at what rate more or less?
2: You're looking jumbo loans are trending around six, six and a half percent, right? Not now. so bad. Not bad at all.
1: Not bad at all.
2: Sometimes better than conventional.
1: Sometimes it is. Okay, so Reach out to us, and I haven't even told you we have to do this again.
0: There's just so much to get to. Thank you so so much, Ron.
1: Ron, it was so much. It's like, man, time just flies by. I I know, and we will definitely do it again.
2: If anybody wants to reach me, ron austin mortgage at yahoo.com.
1: Okay, and we're going to mention it in our Instagram as well, so you're going to have that information. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. It was Thank so much guys. fun being here again after so long. And we're going to see you not, maybe next week, if not definitely in, in two, weeks two weeks.
0: from yeah. a but, different mansion.
1: Uh, ooh. <laughs> okay. See you and later. rates are great. Right. Great yeah. time
0: to come into a market. Yes, All right. Yes, sure. it is. Always <laughs> right. great time. Good night.